Hello everyone and welcome back to Arguably Agreeing. I'm Half a Brain. And I'm Oldman. And today's big topic is quiet quitting. Uh, we'll explain what that means in a bit. And our two shorter topics is, so my first clue is, you wouldn't steal a car. And uh, my small topic is less of a news story and more of a personal development. Probably about downloading cars, but let's get into it then, shall we? <laughs> So, today's uh, topic is quietly quitting. To say that is really hard, and if you had been here during the recording, you'd understand that I we probably had to do the intro three or four times, maybe even longer. I'm, I'm sure they'll get a clip of that right at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, there'll definitely be a clip. So, uh, well, it's it's quiet quitting, right? Is that is what the term they're using? Have you heard? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I think the first time I read it was um, in the Guardian, and then also my manager brought it up to me weirdly. Um, yeah, it's it's like all over like LinkedIn as well, which makes a lot of sense, you know, because LinkedIn has a kind of reputation, right? But yeah, that's so, some bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we? Shall we do it? Shall, I'll explain to the audience yeah, what we mean by um, quietly quitting or quiet quitting. It's when uh, an employee doesn't go above and beyond uh, what their tasks are. So you don't put yourself forward. You just do what you're, you're basically told. You know. Um, yeah, it, it's it's rather than them not doing something like um, going above and beyond, not going above and beyond. I don't really like that definition myself, but um, it, it's just doing the basic the basic description of your job. So whatever your job is, that's what you do, and you don't do any more. Um, and like. Apparently, this is like a big negative thing. Like everyone's like, "Oh, quiet quitting rather than quit." Like, how is that equivalent to quitting in any way? Just doing your job. Do your you. You do your job description and you get paid for it. Like it's what? It's because it's it's the way it's said. It, so it's it the way it's being written as is doing the bare minimum of your work. But I think that's where the issue lies. From it's not doing the bare minimum. It's doing what is in your job description and only doing that well, um, that is the bare minimum right like the bare minimum is what you're paid to do yeah i think this is the difference and I'm, i think we've discussed this before if not on this podcast then in just general conversations of the idea of people having careers instead of jobs like i look at the job as i get paid to do it and then what i do outside is what i want to do at the end of the day that my job is to pay for my way of living or my things I like to do, which some people look at these jobs as careers because they either love doing what they do or because they want they want that. Um, so it but goes that, against that's our idea. them though, isn't it? Like if they if they want to do that as a career and they want to go above and beyond and, and climb ladders or whatever, as it were, then that that's fine. But like if someone's happy to just sit there and do the bare minimum, like what what they've been asked to do, they do it, and then they get paid in return for that. That's a fair transaction. And if they want to do that, then should should they be like shamed and berated for that? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think it's equivalent to quitting in any way. No, I think the issue is is we've lived in a world where it's been encouraged to you you put yourself forward. You know, the 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 same adage of when people say like when you're working in retail, you've got to make yourself look busy. You've got to show them to make yourself look busy. Um, so it's just. The, the opposite of that, basically doing what you're meant to be doing, no more, no less, and and getting paid for that. Um, yeah, which which is like, but 
it's just the the quiet quitting name of it you know like 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 it's equivalent to quitting in some way it's like it's equivalent to, it? to like do, do you know what i mean like it's not it's not equivalent to quit it like i've said this for like four or five times already and we're like five minutes in if that um like it's not equivalent to quitting and it, it just pisses me off that pe- that people are writing articles about people like they're saying like oh people are quiet quitting loads of people are quiet quitting like um like it's some kind of like like big protest or, or something you know what i mean like people are just doing their job to the bit like employers haven't looked after their staff for well, okay, I shouldn't say employers in general, but a lot of employers haven't looked after their staff for so long that, like, why would they go and above and beyond? I know? don't even think it's that because I've been looked after by my job. Um, I don't want to say I'm quite quit per se, but I well, have. You do you your know, job? I do. Yeah, I do my job. I, I've. There are certain things I go above and beyond for, but there are some weeks where I just go, nah, I'm pissed off. You know, I, I, either something's happened or I, I felt undervalued, and it's like I won't put myself forward that week. Um, so I can understand, I can understand why it's becoming a news article because obviously businesses will look at this as a brain drain in some ways. You know, we if you haven't got people actively putting themselves forward, this that, that drop in productivity or fresh I think ideas of things. That's the problem is that the, they've got so used to um, to people like being like super reliant on their job and like super like oh i need this job i can't i can't like uh, but like i and i think it comes back to the fact that everything's going up in price so even if you've got a good job and you do go above and beyond for your job you still can't afford to live anyway so like what's the point but quiet quitting isn't only just during this crisis of living issue we have at the moment it's no. been happening since the pandemic, and I, I just just reading a um, an extract from this news article by here, someone I think summed it quite nicely. Um, granted, I, I don't want them to sum it up too nicely that we're only six minutes into the podcast, but they do yeah, they do short podcast they do sum it up really nicely in the way that they say that during the pandemic, people got quite existential around thinking what does work mean for me, how can I do a role that is more aligned to my values, and I think. People are genuinely thinking, although it's the same as conscientious things of eating and and stuff along those lines. You know, like I I'll drive a, a more fuel efficient car, or you know, I won't run the tap while I brush my teeth. Things like that. People are starting to think more. So about... I saw that in, in the news actually. I saw that as an article, like turn the tap off when you're brushing your teeth to save water. Do, is that not normal? Do people not do that already? No, no. Is that not standard? No, that's not standard. You just like you rinse your you rinse your brush. You add the toothpaste. You you like, you know, you rinse your brush. You turn the tap off. Add the toothpaste. And I'm gonna blow your mind. I don't even rinse my toothbrush. You don't rinse your toothbrush. What's the point? You rinse it afterwards, though, right? Oh yeah, afterwards. Yeah, to get the the, the crap off. But I don't rinse it beforehand because it, if it doesn't do anything, it's a waste. I tell you why I rinse it beforehand. <laughs> because I share a bathroom with three other people, so I I still live a, in a family house, right? Um, and I don't trust. I don't trust them to pick up their own toothbrush without touching my toothbrush. <laughs> and apparently so like four seconds of cold water is going to going to fix that issue for me. Exactly. Apparently. That's why I look at it and go, there's poop particles on it anyway. What we kidding ourselves, you know? <laughs> might as well just pick up a log and Well, I might as well, as long as you've got toothpaste on it. Listen, toothpaste is doing the stuff. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean 
I guess you're probably not wrong because of the fluorine, right? Um, yeah, and like the, it's only the toothbrush that just goes in with all the nice gaps and stuff, but the main stuff is. Yeah. There is someone blowing a whistle outside. <laughs> like they're in, like, you know, like the old fashioned cheerleading things where they blow and they've got like little sticks going everywhere. Um, side, anyway, massive diversion as we always do on this podcast. Um, well, it wouldn't be an arguably a green podcast without it. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. It should be called the the diversion. Just, <laughs> I was gonna, well, I was gonna come up with the diversion arguably agreeing, but I realised that made no sense. But, but anyway. I mean, our, our Twitter is already one character too long. We, we've already had to drop the G. Like, imagine if we made the title longer. I know. <laughs> the D A. The D- oh god, that's that's anyway. We have to abbreviate <laughs> it and then <laughs> let's go back onto the topic, which is I Quiet think quitting. I do think that people are more. Do I think? Home and I, this is not a bash on hybrid working or homeworking. I think being in an office, you feel more guilty if you were to do this. And I think it has happened in the office. I think I think from <laughs> where when I started work in the late 2000s, uh, 20, 2010s, yeah, in the late 2010s, people were more actively. For example, you you could just go for a coffee and you. I know actually no, I'm going to completely reverse what I was just about to say. I don't think you quietly quit before this because you would go for a coffee you go and have a chat with one of your friends any, uh, or colleagues about maybe work or be something completely different and that would spend instead of you know your normal work week is uh, seven and a half to eight hours a day you probably spend two take away lunch which should say an hour give you just six and a half to seven hours yeah you'd probably spend two hours of that maybe three hours of that going to get coffee talking you know doing menial tasks the work. And, and even if you're talking about work, honestly, sometimes um, you're kind of talking about work adjacent things, right? Like it's kind of about work, but re- realistically, it's it's just something that you find interesting about about the sort of subject area or whatever you would call it. Like the the what's the word? Like the the area of work that you're in. Yeah. Um, you must like a lot of people find it interesting to some degree, right? Before they get into that kind of work. Uh, yeah, a lot and of I think don't. But I do think those social interactions within the work were a way of quite quitting in the sense of because you you would it would take you away from the job. So for example, you know you you in between meetings you may have like a five ten minute conversation just to catch up with someone. And in my line of work, I would have maybe five meetings a day. So they would add up to an hour worth of just talking to random people about random things. Um, you know that's not again that's excluding the coffee breaks and all the the chats as well so i think it's more people are becoming more productive with their time and just doing realizing if you haven't got those distractions and stuff seven hours or even that just say five hours of pure product product productive say productivity five hours of productive work oh is just yeah, I see. So, you, so you're you realise that you're more burned out, so you're more like, well, I'm just going to do what I need to to get through the day, you know. So like, people people are just in in quotes quiet quitting. They're they're actually that's all they were doing before, but they filled up their time with like coffee breaks and chats and and talking about stuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because that was just class as office culture. But but that now was now quitting. you don't have that kind of like easy distraction or whatever like whereas i think people I, like i i ain't sitting here like before i would sit for like maybe an hour and then i go up uh, get up and walk around and talk to someone or something whereas now i'm just sat here for like seven hours straight i ain't doing that 
Yeah, or, or, or even if they are sitting for seven hours straight, I think the difference would be the boss comes in, look, I've got this project, I've got something, do you have a bit of free time? Yeah, i got a bit of free time to do that. Because you would, realistically, because your productivity was lower, you had more time to fill things in with. So then you would go, well, yeah, then I'll pick up that project and it would fill up your time. Whereas now you'd be like, well, no, because I've, I'm, I'll, I'll pick up that project or something similar to that degree anyway. So I'm doing that anyway to top my work. And when someone goes, oh, do you have free time? They're like, no, because I'm being productive. So yeah. so let me ask you, uh, as an extension to that then, mm-hmm. um, there, there's like, just after um, things, start, well, things started coming down, I, I mean, I say that cautiously, but from COVID, um, like everyone that was working from home full time, managers and, and upper management were trying to get everybody back in the office, right? And, and it's happening now. I don't know about you, but yeah, it's still happening now, yeah. But a lot of the people that I know that work in offices have all been like, what's the point like uh, the people just prefer working from home and there's been a lot of articles and studies i have not read any of the studies i don't know how true they are but i assume they're true um that like working from home is more productive do you think do you think they're like just three steps ahead of us in in productivity chess like they know that being in the office is less productive but like they know that if you're at home being more productive for longer you're just going to start thinking like what's the point (laughs) Like what I'm, I'm doing. I'm so much more productive now, but I'm not getting paid anymore. So would they rather you just come into the office, be slightly less productive, and also pay you less? No, no, I don't think it's to do with pay less. I think it's to do with well, pay the same. Sorry, I should say. I think it's one to do with um, buildings or assets. So you can't justify having big, expensive buildings when no one's in them. So. In the, spend, in the sense, in the sense Although of, you need permission to turn them into residential. In the sense of like the civil service, now they are asking um, people to go in between forty to sixty percent of their time into works because obviously government buildings, if they aren't being used, they'll be taken back on the the, the government will take them back, and then they will turn them into residential because that's that makes sense. If you're not using an office or space, you put it into residential or. Well, if people are working from home, I, I think it's probably a good idea. Um, but the issue is buildings. that's a cash cow for them. They get money off rent. I know it sounds really counterintuitive, but they can get money off rent from stuff. So that's what's said. So that's one issue. And the second issue is then the businesses around that office or office environment that's was built up. London's a perfect example. The the city suffers when people don't go into work. Um, and so they. I, don't, I think that's a null argument because uh, those businesses businesses adapt and businesses change. The environment changes. And and the way that people sell things change. It's changed forever, and it always will change. And if they don't adapt and and meet the new the new conditions that they're working in, I don't think that's. I don't think it, that can be blamed on anyone but that business. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you don't, I if you're not able to offer a delivery service, or you're not able to take advantage of um, other delivery services like Uber and Deliveroo and all those dozens that are like that, um, then I think that's on your business. So you're honest. So that might work in certain sects, but if certain senses. But if you're coming in from Reading to London, um, where most people wouldn't live in London because it's too expensive, so that footfall is already decreased. So it, it's coming up with those. It's coming up with those means to increase that footfall when there's no footfall there. So from a London anyway perspective, that's why they're looking at it. I don't get it from outside of London, maybe outside of cities. Because that's not how 
it really works, and or we worked our way anyway because we didn't. There's no offices outside the cities realistically, so that argument, I agree, can only is only working in a city sense. Yeah, but even even in a city sense, like, um, is it businesses close down all the time and new businesses open all the time? Is it the end of the world if some businesses close in a city because there's less footfall there and they start to open in more residential areas? In a cost of living deliver, crisis, yes. They can deliver to, to homes. In a cost of living crisis, I would say yes, it is an issue because obviously you need people in work for the yeah, jobs but, but without uh, relying the stuff, on... The stuff like that, though, is um is like... Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah, that those small businesses... That, but yeah, but other businesses open. Not if you can't got the money to set up a new business. And that's your point. You that's don't a, want. You that's a I think that's a different issue, though. Rather than a remote working issue, I think that's um, that's a. No, but the, the question, your question was in this. If it was in any other time frame where we were having a pandemic or had you know a cost of living crisis or near coming out or going into or coming out of a recession, yeah, I'd agree. Normally, yeah, you wouldn't mind because one business goes, another business comes. The way the world worked, but in this current crisis, yeah, if something closed down nothing's going to replace it because it costs too much to even think of the overheads before even thinking about delivering a, a successful business in this climate but i mean honestly though maybe that's what we need to get the tories to fucking shut up about they don't give a shit because businesses they, like they they think they think of the world through businesses right that's no, the, no 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 that's they, the major difference. no you're, you're thinking it wrong they look at it through big businesses and it doesn't matter nah, what, that's true. And this, yeah, at fair. this point it doesn't matter yeah, because fair. if they get closed down it doesn't matter no if Exxon got closed down. Yeah, that'll be a big issue. But anyway, that's another topic. Um, the other issue as well, and I think it is a valid issue, it is the connection between colleagues, um, which is the only the only issue, the only valid criticism I will give to homeworking is that you don't talk enough to colleagues so they, there is a, a, la- a less community in an organisation, which does exacerbate to, to productivity because then it would mean, for example, whereas I would only have a coach up with maybe, say, um, a fellow worker, which would give me more information about uh, a maybe another project that's happening or a piece of work that's come through that slipped under the radar or just general advice or general knowledge around the, the organisation, which could help like, bolster your own information, business cases uh, and stuff like that. They have to be brought up in meetings or you find out through an email or something like that, which is less productive. So that's the only, the I mean, only one to, thing. To an extent, I I agree, but I, I feel like, I feel like, that's because it's like such been such a big shift, right? Like it, it's hard to to get, it's hard to like you've got to develop a culture over time, right? Like e- even in like a new company, like. Even in well, in all companies, you, you can shift the culture to and sort of mold it to be a more friendly place or, or whatever. If you were really, if you're really concerned about that, and I think you can do that online as well. People aren't used to it, which does mm, certainly hinder it. Not but I think I think you can do it. So um, I will argue with that because not to a great extent because I I was all for yeah, I this. Think, I think no. If, if you need if you need to chat to someone, if you if you foster a culture of but it's giving not them a video call. It's not just talking, rather though. than an email. But it's not just a video call as well. It's the it's it's everything. Human human communication we always think of is just speech, but it goes into so much more than that. It's the eye contact. It's the body language. It's it's the little subtle movements which you only see on a camera. You literally just look at the face and you see the things. 
Well, half the time you don't look at the face. Exactly, because there's no screen. camera, and that's that's it. That's exactly my point. Human communication is being built on everything. It's looking at the human, and it's and it sounds weird, but it's also the atmosphere of the room that you get. You get it because we are built to our senses are so in tune with each other that I know if someone's annoyed, not because of how they hurt look or how they they stood, but they there's just a weird tension in the room, and. That's why this phrase of... You don't think you get that over a video? No, 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 no. Not to an extent that happens in person. Like, the idea of popping open a window to release the temperature is a genuine thing. The room gets hotter because of the tension that's being built up by... I feel like I are. still get that that same sort of connection over a video chat. I'll be honest. No, no. Maybe no. that's it. Maybe that says more about um, my lack of connection in person than it does about a good connection over a video chat. <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, I feel like I am not missing out on any extra because, like, I suppose may, maybe maybe it, I mean it certainly depends on the company and the culture and the people you're talking to and that. I suppose right. But like, f- from my experiences so far. I feel like I feel like I'm not missing out on anything by doing a video chat rather than speaking to them. Were you in an office environment before the pandemic? Uh, I wasn't. No. And that's I think that's another I think that's another issue is going into the office environment now is completely different to how it was. But but again, thing, things change and evolve, right? Like uh, I, I feel like I agree. I agree. It's yeah, a, things diff- do it's need a different world. Now. And I think hybrid working is the way forward. I believe that. There should be an op- There should be a way that you work from home three days a week and go in two days I, a week. I think that I, is the I, perfect. I don't think hybrid necessarily is the best term for it, but I agree. I feel like. Um, I I don't know what the right term would be, but th- but the option to 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 do either to do both, well, whichever you prefer. Hybrid working, I think, is the perfect term. It's the same as you would for a car. You can yeah, either hi- use hybrid, the engine or you could use the batteries. That that you that you do that you do two and three or three and two or whatever. But I think um, having the option to do five in the office if people want to do that, or five all from home if they want to do that. That is hybrid working, though. Hybrid working is the option I to use both. That it feels more like flexible working. Uh, mm. Is hybrid not a combination of the two? I don't know, that's semantics. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. It is semantics at that point. It is just depending on what you call it. But it is that I think the option is you you go into the office when you need to. So, for example, like I've been working at home full time since well pretty much since the week before lockdown in in that march um and i do like going in the office i think as long as i'm going in the office for something meaningful if i'm this there to sit down and do nothing i think there is there is no point and that's where i think the quiet the equipment comes in it's i'm being more productive doing what i need to do just sat down and being productive than being in an office wasting time because I know it sounds weird but wasting time going for coffees being interactive and stuff like that when I need stuff to do but if I got a workshop on or there's there's a lot of people in that office and I I need to pick someone's brain and we have a big meeting and we need to whiteboard stuff that's when I think in the office is where all that stuff becomes natural because it humans bounce off each other whereas in a meeting if I speak like even in this podcast where we speak to each other I can see the sort of key where I need to see someone, just, you know, who's about to come up with a, an answer or bounce off my question. Whereas over a voice chat, I'm just going off uh, a, a pause that may be there or a sort of cue in the voice, you know. But and I think that's, a, I mean, that's like an this. issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, Perfect example. But, 
but wouldn't you say so like in this podcast mm-hmm. um i feel like we we flow not that we flow poorly but we don't flow as well as we do on discord or something like that i don't think i feel like on discord i don't i don't know what it is it's not the it's not the program of course um you know it could we could be using any voice chat i'm sure but I, maybe it's because we're more relaxed or something or, or we're not i i don't know but i feel like I guess maybe we're just more aware of it now, and like, in, and especially in a business sense as well, you would would be not wanting to speak up, whereas like no, you wouldn't want to speak over people or, or whatever. I would say it's whereas the like in a casual environment, it doesn't matter as much because it doesn't really matter. Right? So, so in the off in in the office online environment, you have to speak over people to get a word word in edgeways, especially when you up in that higher in the the higher upper management bit, because people like to hear the to speak and they speak and they speak and then when you get it you either have to butt in to get your point heard or you've gone so far down the conversation that you just can't get in naturally um and i would say with discord i think there is i think we just speak over each other because that's more accepted whereas on a podcast you have to allow other yeah. people to be heard because otherwise it's not a podcast it's just a rant at that point so yeah. I w- they would they are slightly different which does happen from time to time it does happen yeah <laughs> it does it de- definitely does happen i think i I don't know. I come so in terms of like quiet quitting in quotes because mm-hmm. I, I hate the term. Um, do you think then that the fact that people get distracted in work or whatever and they do do that 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 all that human stuff? Um, I'm not an alien, I promise. Um, <laughs> all the all the human stuff, Sorry, of like getting big. coffees and chatting and things. Mm-hmm. Like, you think people when they're working from home? They get their work done sooner, right? Like they've got seven hours worth of work to do, but they don't really, because like in the office it'd be like five hours, say. Mm-hmm. They've done five hours worth of work and now they're done, and so they just sit there doing nothing. So, so like, does it come across as them doing less work? Do you think? I don't even think the quiet quitting is ever to do with doing less work or doing more work. I think it's just down to doing, just doing work without. Going above and beyond, um, or it's not even it maybe not even recognised. I think it's more. It's a lonely place, being in your own office on your own. Um, See, that's and th- that's where. So so my dad always says this. He's like, "Oh, you're not going to get lonely anymore." It's like, well, no, not not really, because. I'm sure. I'm sure maybe if you had like stronger bonds with your team members or whatever like maybe maybe if you were good friends with them or something i don't know but for me i think i would rather just get up earlier which i i do but rather than traveling into work i just start an hour earlier when i'm working from home and then i finish an hour earlier which means i can speak to my friends on discord or i can actually have time to go out somewhere in the evening and spend time with the people that i actually do really care about and want to see more you know what i mean so I can understand. And so I don't. I don't get lonely because um, because I've got more time to see the people that I actually care about seeing. But you're also the generation of on an internet age, you know. That's true. So That's true. if you go to the working majority, which are between the ages of probably well between the ages of sixty and forty, they talk to the, they may talk to their friends on their phone or they'll message them on WhatsApp. But that's and not. And they the go s- to the pub. They don't. They don't though. Not not currently because there's a cost of living crisis. There's less yeah, pubs. There's I less people, like, but also people are busy. Mark, yeah, Mark, but I feel like in terms of working from home, that that must be a benefit, right? Because if you you can finish, you can start an hour earlier, you can finish an hour earlier, and you don't have an hour, two hours of travel time, 
you can get down to the pub for like five o'clock. Not always, because some, people will, be, some people will be out in the town and be like, oh, you've, you know, you work over there, we work over there, we'll go, we'll go to the pub after work straight for an hour and then work. go straight home. You know, mm-hmm. it, I think it, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. I think we live in we're living in an age where the pandemic has has changed a lot of how we think about the world, um, how we feel about ourselves, what makes us happy, what makes us not. Um, I think also another thing is this. I, I think the cost. I don't know. We've mentioned. I've, I've mentioned it a well, lot yeah, but already. It comes into a lot. It's hard to not mention. But it, I so. think the idea that most people would be like, I am unhappy with my job. Be that working from home, not they move to another job. I think there's less jobs out there, or they, they, there's less jobs where you for um, in the sense of you. Oh, sorry. People are less risk averse at the moment so they wouldn't go jumping into a new job or into a new career because you know what it doesn't work i'm, yeah, I'm gonna be more ha- unhappy in that you know they're not looking at the grass is everyone says the grass is always greener so i think instead of it looking at i think oftentimes it is i mean i am quite young so potentially potentially i'm just talking about yeah and you could be you'd be naive but, but i think if people got that mentality of the grass is not always greener and with the fact of if this fails you know, in the sense of, like, I may take a career um, detour, let's say, instead of, being, you know, I'm, instead of I'm not going to be a, a, a marketing executive, I'm going to be uh, an artist, or I'm going to write books, or I'm going to become a, a, a woodsman, woodsman, not a woodsman, what are they called? A carpenter? A carpenter, exactly. A or woodsman. Something, or, or I make like nice tables and stuff like that we i think years gone by you yeah, could, but you uh, take the most of those you things d- you're talking about are self-employed that's not that's not going from one career to another or one job to another that's going from employed to self okay that I mean, is a big risk. I, I think i think again i think it's not going from less... one job to another i think i think it's become way more popular because there's not really that same no, I still think I I still think people are less likely because the idea of again you're on probation. That's six months. Um, we they could just randomly drop you because of money and stuff like that. I, I think majority of people are already in that situation anyway. Like a lot of places, I mean, they do have to give notice, sure, but a lot of places just don't give you a, a good contract regardless. No, no, but probation is different. You got to think that's six months where you're working and they can go. No, it's not working for you. It's not working for me. We're gonna cut it, and they can. There's there's this there's this um, employees' yeah, rights after, in that. In, up to two years, it's only it's only a week's notice or two weeks' notice, I think. So it's not it's no different. Really. It, it is no difference, but I still think that it's that stuff that sits on the back of your mind, and is that that eats at eats at you. I think. I do think also it's it's another thing where people are. Is is this business slogan, and it's this? It's almost like the execs have gone. What are they doing? Well, they're quitting, but they're not quitting. But they're doing it quietly, quiet quitting. Ah, let's use it as a punch down on Gen Zs and millennials, and not doing enough work and stuff like that. You know, it is. It's, I, it's, it's I, like a punching down mechanism as well as a. It I is genuine happening. Agree. They they they, trying to trying to instill some kind of shame, right? Because quitting is like a shameful thing still. Apparently, I don't know. There's like it's got a stigma attached to it, right? Quitting. Rather than being sacked or whatever, like, oh, you had a good job or a stable job and you've quit, like, you must be lazy or something. So it's already got that stigma, and then they're trying to attach that stigma to people that just do the bare minimum, right? They're trying to say, if you don't go above and beyond, you're as bad and as lazy and as whatever as 
as everyone perceives quitters to be. Hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with a nice quit once in a while. I mean, you as long as you you know you have to think it through and you have to have a good plan and stuff. But I I think quitting, I mean quitting's fine. I feel like there's nothing wrong with quitting. I think there's nothing wrong with a good quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a good quit. That's Just have a good quit every now and then. There's not there's not enough fairity in the world ever. It's not enough fairity. Um. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, as, as you were saying, I'm just reading this article from the Wall Street Journal. Um, oh, God. No, I, I, you, again, as you know, my belief, you've got to read from the right, the left, the centre. You've got to get it from all information. Otherwise it's true. it becomes an echo chamber. I agree. Um, I don't practice it, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and it was saying by here, we've, I think um, I think people are realising that, that having more family time, you know, yeah. is, is becoming more important i think we a lot of people will especially when they get older saying look we should i should have spent more time with my kids in my family they're growing up i think that's becoming more important especially during covid when people did have more kids because let's be honest when you've got nothing else to do and there's only two people in the house you're gonna do you're gonna do well, the hanky I, hanky I, and turn around i think that that again says that you know that they're trying to shame people and attach a stigma to to like in quotes quiet quitting like because people aren't going flat out in their job all day they're not giving 110 percent all the time because they they don't want to come home and be knackered and, and just shove some food in their face and then go to bed um ready to get ready to do it all again the next day they don't want to do that anymore mm. they want to come home and have some energy left and some concentration and some focus to be able to do things with their family and their friends and the people they care about i think a perfect and so they're not going 110 percent in work and Maybe, maybe employers are scared of that. I don't know. But I don't even think it's a hundred and ten percent thing. I, I'd be honest with you. I don't think. I think a a, a well, um, a well in tuned executive knows that. <laughs> and I, I we, you laugh, but you got to make money. You have to be a well in tuned executive, and they are they are well aware that um, that people were less productive during. Uh, during, oh, sorry, before the pandemic, I think it's more the blurred, and I think this is a perfect example of the blurred boundaries between work and life. Of which I, I don't. Mm, so well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna on first-hand experience. I'm a perfect example of it. Um, I come into my office, and my office is set up. I got my work to my left, and I've got my play to the right. That's that's what I do. I I very very clearly demarcate work a- work areas. But it's not demarcated because you're in the same room. So you come into this room, I work, and I go straight. And it's it's this. It's where's normally the boundary is on the office. Is your chair and your desk and things in the same position? Yeah, basically. Do, do I, you... I literally just swivel to the ah, right. Okay. Yeah. See, I've got. I've got a separate table which I have on the opposite side of the room. If that makes sense. So I move my chair over. And so I'm on a different part of the room, looking at a different angle to the room or whatever. And it, it's only a small change, obviously, but it does really help. I agree with what you're saying. I think that is a clear de- demarcation, and I think that is needed. So I do have a an office in my garage. I don't use it at the moment because it is a tin can. So being <laughs> in the complete heat, it is pointless. So I agree that de- de- demarcation ha- needs to happen. But I'm lucky enough and. You're lucky enough where you've got enough room That's to true. clearly demark. De- most people haven't got that. I think again, I I come from that 
that that um, up a. Let me reword this. I have enough. I have enough income to allow me, or I've ha I've been lucky enough to have enough room to allow me to, um, have two offices. Where you've been lucky enough to have enough room to have two different desks. Some people aren't lucky enough. They're in a single flat room. and the, so the only Some people don't have space for a single desk. A lot of people are working from home on their kitchen tables or dining room tables. I, I've heard stories of people that, like, they're now working in the office full-time. They don't have to be, but they are through choice mm -hmm. because their work setup was a coffee table with a box on it that they could put their laptop on to get it up to a reasonable height, and they were sat on the couch or the sofa. And it's like that's not an appropriate workplace. And there like, were some people you can't you can't separate that well enough in in yeah. your head. And there are some people who are literally in their bedrooms. So I mean, I am in my bedroom, but you know. But some people desks, some people so. couldn't do that because it was even worse. Some people had to have dresses they just prop themselves on and sit up all day. Yeah, or sitting on their bed. Yeah, and I think yeah. that there is a. I think that's that's one issue. I think that is an, that was a genuine issue. And today. again, that that comes from it being such a fast change, right? Mm -hmm. And most companies weren't prepared for it, and it, it's taken a lot to get to that preparedness. Like in ten years' time, uh, I I think people like are going to be looking for either larger bedrooms or they're going to be like box rooms are going to be really popular again. I think mm -hmm. because the the only thing you can really do with a box room is either stick a guest bed in there or put a desk in there or both. If it's like if it's big enough, you know. And some people, and I, I, I think, looking at it, I think most people will do work in park rooms. But um, going, I think another important point we need to push on is, the, at the moment there is a very strong labour market, where people have gone. Well, I'm not going to work for McDonald's because, fuck that, they're paying me shit. I've got enough qualifications. Actually, you I can do you this. You say that, but actually, McDonald's pay pretty well now. I know. Okay, but say. Okay, then see a shitty cafe job. I've got enough qualifications. I can do something like this, um, and they, and they go into this new job, or they they've done something like that, or and then other people have left that um, the, those jobs because they realise so he's gone up the market more and more. But also at the moment, it's into so it's in not in employers' market. It's an employees' market, so they can offer yeah, terms as it should be. So they can offer they can ask for look. Actually, I want a hybrid. I want I want to work from home three days a week. I want to have a brand new laptop. I want you to buy me a nice chair. Um, and I think where people are, that's that's another thing that contributes to it, where people know that this is happening and they go, well, but, my, but my, the thing my place is, isn't looking after me. So I'm just, that is, you know. That shouldn't even be an employee, that shouldn't be a description of employee market. You know what I mean? Like, if that's something that you need to do your job, that should be something that they provide. Do you know what I mean? Like, flexi working should be standard. If you need a desk and a and a monitor and a chair to do that work from home, they should provide that. I I don't see how that's an employee market. You know what I mean? It's just because we're so used to employees always being on the back foot. Like because because employees need a company, need a job, right? Like you can't not have a job. Um, as much as it would be outstanding to do that, you you just can't. Um, and employers know that, and it's been so we've been so long it's just been like you take whatever you can get because you have to have the job mm -hmm. whereas now like like you say some places are offering flexi work or, or work from home entirely and that which if you want that that should be that should be accepted and offered 
and then other companies are really struggling saying oh well oh it's an employees market they're so demanding now and all this and I said well no they just want the basics they just want to be able to work and also have enough time and energy and focus to enjoy the money that they've earned you know what I mean yeah I agree and, um, and I think cost of living has made that even like it's really brought it to people's the front of people's minds because like before they were like barely getting by or whatever and and like maybe like you could book some time off um, and like go on a holiday or something but now like if you're doing that same thing you're working like you're tired in the evenings you haven't got any concentration or any focus to do things you want to do and you still can't pay your bills like people are, are now just like because of that they're just like what what the fuck do you know what I mean <laughs> like before they could just about get by and they they were like struggling to, to do it and they were, what's the word? Like they were concentrating on the rat race, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like they had their their minds focused, but like now it's like you can't do you can't do it anyway. So I think it does come back to that. A Why not be does. comfortable while you can't afford to pay your bills? You know what I mean. And I think a lot of people are, and I think yeah, this is the big thing: is it's not engaged. That's the word that I'm yeah. reading this um, article. Well, that, that's a very employer sentence, but yeah, uh, it's it's not. Incorrect. Well, it? so the way the way they measure it, or the way they, they use not engaged, is they don't feel their work has purpose. And yeah, and again, so, like, but no, but I agree to this because yeah, it's, what yeah, makes it's, a human feel yeah. satisfied and is through through the end of time is you've got up and you've done something with your day. Yeah, something meaningful and something. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. So imagine waking up. However, I don't think that's a replacement for being for being paid well and properly and being able to pay your bills. But I don't. But I don't think this is. I think that they they those are linked. But I think this is completely different. So I've fallen into this um, this not trap, but this this thing where I get paid well. I got good allowances. I got flexi time. I've got hybrid working. I've got it all. But there are days where I wake up. I do my eight hours a day. I close my laptop and I go, what the fuck have I done? What have I achieved? Nothing. I feel worse. And it, it does mentally drain you because you just feel like you've spent pretty much a third of your day doing, well, doing what? Yeah. What and have I, you, what have you achieved? And I, and I think that is a massive thing which I, I think actually it, all that... this conversation, even though it's about cost of labour and stuff like that, I think if you've done something and you feel, and you, so you're doing a job, and you feel like you've not achieved anything day in day out. I've got to, that's got to be soul destroying. Yeah, but I think that's that that is certainly a very important point. But I think that's only something that can be considered like after the pay situation, like. But I don't think anywhere actually reading this. Like ima- imagine, here. imagine that, and then also not being paid enough to to support your children and pay your bills. So, but I think about the like re- both, I'm reading like, all this. Do you know what I mean? None of this is mentioning people who are in that bracket. I think it's people who are getting paid enough. Because I'm reading this again. They they they've all got their job, and they're all actually gone into jobs that are less than what they've earned. I think generally quite equipping is a. Is a priv and I probably gonna you may just yeah, yeah, it's a privileged thing with people yeah, who have got the money they've got it all but they are not feeling fulfilled in their job 
but they like like someone like me i'm making too much money to go I, and i've got a good enough like setup where i can't go anywhere else because it would mean changing how my work my work life balance goes it would or maybe taking less money and i think actually now i think about it i think it's people are in that bracket where they they're in it enough where they they're kind of comfortable and they can't yeah, afford to I, I, I would that. strongly agree. Like, I, th- I think a lot of people don't have the privilege of thinking about quiet quitting and that. Like, like most people, I, I think va- the vast majority of people are working in service sector, you know, like, ser- um, what are they called, like, cafes and stuff like that, fast food or factory work or retail. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're the kind of jobs where you can't just, like, sit around or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't like, it's like... It, it, it is people that have got that that setup. They've got maybe they're renting somewhere, you know, on a long-term lease, or or they're lucky enough to own somewhere and be paying a mortgage. They've got they've got enough money to to pay for them for their monthly bills, and like the 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 cost of living crisis is like, you know, it sucks because now they have to like, maybe they go on uh, you know, maybe they go out for a meal every weekend or whatever. And now they're gonna have to go every other weekend or every three weekends or something, and it sucks. But they're not, they're not like, going to be out on the street or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's it's those kinds of people that are, that are, in quotes, quiet quitting because it's still bullshit. Yeah. And I, 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 to be honest with you, I think it all comes down, and I think another thing is burnout. I think it just reminds people not to to work beyond the burnout. Yeah, because that, w- that was an ingrained cultural thing as well, right? Just, like, being constantly burned out. Because you've got to go above and beyond and give a hundred and ten percent, and you'd have a holiday that would take away the burnout. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to do anything on that holiday really, no. because and it all becomes about relaxing and trying to make yourself feel better to come back and do it again. Yeah, to bring yourself out where I think it it encourages you to not be burnt out. So it's weird. It's it's almost like it's like this 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 amalgamation where someone's gone look. Uh, I think we've, we've we've pretty much said all this, but it's it's a punch down from someone and a punch up from other people saying, "Look, don't overwork yourself. Do what you need to do to get by in your job. If you want a career, I don't think anyone's saying you you have to quite quit or you shouldn't quite quit. It's more, don't burn yourself out. Yeah, work is what you make of it at the end of the day. If you want it just to be a let's say a passive income." But an income to get you through your your for with your mortgages and all that other stuff, then quite quit, and then do the things that you want outside of yeah. your work. Whereas the, if you if the you title, want to go the, above the and beyond, naming. sorry, what's it? Uh, the, the 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 quiet quitting is is just the naming. It just really gets me, you know. <laughs> I think it's just a it's a marketing term, and again, I think I might have said this earlier. It it's is. a nice it's a, little it's ration. A punch down. It's a nice, but it also is a nice little ration, you know. It's a nice little bit of, oh, look, yeah, it's catchy. Yeah, and it's catchy. Like I, it, to me, I just look at it and go, well, you can call it what you want. I'm just not burning myself out. Like I've done the. It should working... be the standard, right? Like it shouldn't be this big news story. Like that's what people should do. The the what's asked of them for their job, they say, do this. We'll give you this much money. You say, okay, I agree. I'll be honest. You, you. do it, and you get the money. I don't think it's even that big of a thing. I just think we live in a world where you've got to make a story about everything. You know, we I, live in I, a twenty-four-hour news cycle where everything is a news story, and I think this is probably a. I topic agree that that next, is the case. Topic for next week. 
Is but there I, just I too think... much news? <laughs> yeah, possibly. I well, I don't know because I don't I don't. Uh, some of you already know this, but I don't watch the news. I don't read the news um, because it is the yeah probably because there is just too much. Like everything has to be a news story now, and and news doesn't even mean anything anymore. Like what even is news now? Exactly. Like. Pe- people like anyway, no, don't. That's the topic for the yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Don't talk about it. But so yeah, quiet quitting. I, I, I think it's punched down from employers to try and attach a stigma, and instead of like making a new stigma, they're just taking the stigma that's already attached to quitting, and they're just sticking it, trying to stick that to people who are, are playing the game. You know, like like they're doing the minimum, they're getting their nice little wage, they're sitting in their house that's, you know, that they pay paying the mortgage on ticking over, just chilling, waiting to do whatever they want to do, yep. whatever they enjoy doing. And I think people will, will look at this from a like a privilege, quite is a privilege point of thing. But I think, yeah, uh, sorry, quite quite is a privilege point of view. It's a it's a nice thing to be able to do. And I agree with what you said earlier. People who are in heavy industry or in uh, act, um, manual labour. Working in uh, retail. retail stuff like that, they haven't got the privilege to quietly quit. But then I've also looked at it, and I think another. Um, I, I had a conversation with my my dad, who's probably listening to this. You got a shout out, well done. Um, so I think it is a privileged point of view where we're coming from because people who are in manual labour, uh, in hospitality, in heavy industry, okay. they don't have the privilege to quietly quit. But then yeah. someone like me who's in now weird it's not middle management and it's, it's it's more like a consultancy role i don't use my body realistically except from typing to work i'm all mental power and that's where that we get just paid. We tiring get, though it, it, it and it's been uh, interesting enough there is a research I'm sure done lots of in people france would disagree, but... but no it's been done it's been physically proven oh i say physically proven it's been proven it's in been france by um medical research that when you overthink and when you work, think hard, um, your frontal cortex is used and it produces a toxin, which makes you. That's why you got. Uh, that's why you, you know feel fatigued and you feel worse and you get that, that brain drain, blurry, you know, brain fuzz and stuff like that. It's because you release a natural toxin from thinking too hard, and it's almost like like your body releases toxins, you know, anaerobic through uh, too, pardon me, through too much uh, moving of the muscles. Your brain does it through too much brain exercise, so yeah. Well, th- this is um, this is like the this is part of the the, the what they theorize the reason for sleep is right to like to clear up that um, mm-hmm. you can't keep up in the day, so you, you'd spend eight hours just just do not building up any more any more concentration toxin or whatever it's called. <laughs> but exactly, and I think that's where we so someone like me is not paid for, paid for brawn or exercise. I'm paid paid for my mental acuity, I think it's called, aptitude, whatever it's called, there you go, (laughs) that's a mental, my good mental thing, I can't even think of the word, but I think I'm paid for my mental mental strength, not for anything else, and I think that's another way we, I think businesses or the common person will find that hard to get rationalised is, I'm not paid, I'm paid to think, not paid to do. They don't pay me to read, they pay me to lean. <laughs> and again, it's a very, what I said is very privileged, because I'm luckily I'm allowed to use my brain 
more than my body to to work and allows yeah. me but then and, and you've had the training in order to be able to do that right because like learning is a skill in and of itself mm-hmm. and um, i think i think some people are just not as um what's the word attuned yeah, like that's just not some people's forte, you know. Some exactly. people are and better I, at, at being able to like, like imagine, imagine having the patience to just like continually. I don't even know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm ragging on people that are doing like manual labour jobs or whatever, because they are super important jobs. And they are important, but I think with someone who's doing a manual labour job, they can take a sandwich break. And they just sit back, they let their body relax, they sit down, they drink no, their coffee. No, I, I, I disagree. No, but wait, um, wait let, me, let me tell you, let me just say this. So they, they're allowed to relax, they come home, they can just chill, they have a bath or something, they allow their body to, phys- like, you're letting your muscles physically relax, yeah? Hmm. Me on my coffee break, if I'm going to talk to someone, my brain is still switched on. I don't allow my brain, like, my partner will maybe watch some TV and stuff like that, and she'll just let the brain switch off. I physically can't let my brain switch off. So I'm all, I'm constantly thinking, and that may interrupt my sleep patterns and stuff like that. I'll notice when I'm quietly quitting, in inverted commas, I will sleep better at night because I, my brain is not fully switched on. I'm, I've yeah, allowed it I mean, to rest during that day. And it's, I, it's, it's a different way of thinking of things. I agree. It's the, the whole... Um... So like if you like yeah if you give one hundred ten percent of your job you get home or in breaks or whatever you can't concentrate on things you can't focus because you'll be doing it all day. Whereas if you're in quotes quietly quitting, um, you don't give one hundred ten percent all day. You give like maybe eighty percent um, or less, and and then at the end of the day you, you can still focus on things. You can do what you want to do, but uh, but I I think I don't think it's as simple as saying like a physical like a manual job. You can go and take a break and your body's resting. I don't think it is. Because um, I've done I've done both, um, neither to like the extreme, um, but ev- even on your breaks, like when you're sat down, your body isn't resting because it's holding you in a particular position. You're sat up or whatever. You're not laid down on the floor. That you know you can't go to bed or anything. Yeah, um, I know what and you then mean. you've got to walk home. You walk to the break room. You go and you get your lunch or whatever, you, or like you make your lunch or if you go for a coffee break you know what i mean like you in the same sense you're still walking i know what you're trying to say but like which is a big part of manual labor <coughs> jobs honestly it's just standing up all day working, that, that's the that's the the part that gets tired the most is your core muscles so working in the uh, operatives part of the of the retail store and i appreciated those breaks because after lugging around food, chucking around, you know, carts and, and clothes and stuff like that, those little sit-downs, I know what you're trying to say, it's it's not as... It's, but it is, uh, for someone like me, when I was having those 30 minutes of just sat there, eating a sandwich, taking a drink, it allowed my body just to take, you know, just go into a non... in a relaxed position, even though it's still a position your body's been held up in, it's still more relaxing than picking up heavy things, chucking around heavy things, moving heavy things, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's true, but but the same could be said about a coffee break, right? Like, um, like no, because you're your not concentrating and working hard. You're just having a conversation with someone. And if it's someone you, you find, like, easy to talk to, then same thing, you know? You don't really have to concentrate on what you say. 
Yeah, I, 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 I suppose. Feel like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think... Um, I don't think... I think I agree with you. I'm not trying to equate saying mental is harder than physical because they both have their challenges and they, I think they are equally as important and equally as challenging when you do them at the intensity... You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, if I'm thinking yeah. really hard and I'm working really hard, like if they are you, both if challenging you... on that muscle or that organ. And especially if that's what you're doing as a full-time job, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're just purely doing manual labour work, like, at the end of the week, you, you, even though you've had the breaks and the rest and the sleep and that, your body's going to be tired. You're not going to be... Well, some people might, I suppose, but, you know, you're less likely to be going on, on a run or cycling or, or playing tennis or, or whatever on the weekend if you've got a manual labour job. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, if you're in an office and you're concentrating all day, you're less likely to be playing like video games and and like I don't know doing Sudoku's or whatever <laughs> like on a weekend. Um, I feel like you'd be more likely to go on a cycle on or like play tennis or something. Maybe I don't know. It's a weird one. <coughs> it is a weird one. Um, but but yeah. yeah, in a in a, in a, in the short term sense, my final conclusion is. Quiet quitting, do what you want. If you want to work hard and get a career, do it. If you want to quiet quit, do it. Just yeah, do, but just do what's don't be best ashamed for you. of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Don't be ashamed. Do what's best for you. Don't don't feel like if you're doing what exactly what's been asked of you, you're just doing the bare minimum. That's not. There's nothing. You know, that's fine. I, I feel like that's fine. Like they've asked you to do something, you've done it, and then they pay you for it. Mm-hmm. That's that's how work should be. But yeah, again, also, if you wanna if you wanna go above and beyond and and do the extra and and work your way up the ladder, as it were, as they say, is that what they say? Did they say that? Yeah, work up work your way up the ladder. Career ladder. Um, go ahead. You know, have a have a great time. But do what is best for you. Yeah. Right. Let's quietly quit into the next two subjects, then, shall we? Oh God. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Right, <clears throat> now on to our two smaller topics. Uh, do you want to go first, or would you like me to talk about stealing cars? Uh, go on. You, you did your clue, your your introduction first, so you you, you do your you, you go first. So, can you remember the and you you definitely do. Remember the uh, anti um, <laughs> piracy videos, like you wouldn't yeah. steal a car, and then everybody said, "Well, after." Years of study. I say years of study. After a study produced... <laughs> years of study. I've learned how to hotwire a cat. No. <laughs> I've stolen a car and he's outside right now. No. The um... police are on their way. Please help. <laughs> so, the studies have found out that actually the advertisement didn't work and it actually encouraged people to piracy. How? <laughs> how? So, how have they worked that out? So the advertisement went to make the average Joe feel guilty about... Um, getting pirated videos, but what it may do was the people who, who saw that, like people like would mean like, oh, of course I'm not gonna, you know, why would you do all this stuff? And then you just make you go, oh god, okay, whatever. And then it would make the people who pirated, or, or the pirateurs, sorry, feel more justified. They felt morally justified within the film and to see was actually out of touch, and it made them, uh, made the um, pirates 
look completely, you know, because the whole point they were trying to say is, look, a pirate there is bad as someone who steals cars and breaks into people's houses, and it wasn't that bad at all. It was never on that serious note. Well, the the difference, I I think, yeah, the the difference is that if you're stealing a car or you're breaking into someone's house, that's a person and a family that you're directly impacting. If you're a pirate in a movie, that's a massive mega corporation that you're stealing, like fifteen quid from. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's that's why it, it didn't work because pe- people people don't have the same level of um, what's the word like sympathy for massive meg- mega conglomerates as they do for like Doris down the road. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so <coughs> what this what they looked at is also uh, they just so the study looked at how like the movie music and tv studios could have spent so much on this campaign and how it just worked like just failed so dramatically it's because it's they're massive mega conglomerates they have no idea what what the real world is exactly and they said the biggest reason of the commercial fair is due to the fact that pirates didn't think they were doing anything wrong information technology seems to facilitate moral disengagement of infringers who do not perceive themselves as thieves for instance, the term used by infringers frequently f- feature a form of, I can't even say that, euphemistic labelling, so file sharing, fighting the system and so on. And some pirates rationalise that, like unlike common theft, they do not deprive the owner of the copyright properly. So basically yeah. saying, look, at the end of the day, you still own the copyright, you own the film, but what we've done is we've just given that film out, yeah, distributed it to more people for free, because maybe they can't afford it or stuff like that, give it to the masses. Like yeah, a Robin I- Hood type figure. I think there was a there's a guy. So some people listening, I'll, I'll know who I'm talking about immediately. But there was a guy that I used to be in school with, and um, he would he he was big into that scene, and and he would just always say st- things to the like things like um, if I had to pay for it, I wouldn't have got it anyway, or they haven't lost a sale. Because I wouldn't have got it if I couldn't pirate it. It's like that guy who's download, like, about downloading a car. Look, I wouldn't bought the car anyway. It wasn't yeah. making any money. I just did it. So, so like, like he he used to get Photoshop quite a lot, which is incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. And a school child is not going to be able to afford Photoshop, no matter what happens. So, he, so the rationale that he he would always give is, well, I'm not going to pay them for it anyway. So they're just not they're not losing any money. <laughs> Yeah. They haven't lost any money because they wouldn't have my money in the first place. Exactly, um, and I can kind of see that on like a personal level or whatever. Yeah, like, uh, like people say, oh, well, look at the people who are affected by it because obviously then they would lose money and they can't pay. They've already paid about... the people. They've already paid those people those that money. And you're right. I think it was in such a small volume, as well, where I don't think it has that much of an effect. Like again, you're right. Me spend fifteen quid I on a. DVD. I don't know what the national volume is, but but locally near me, um, I like everyone's collection of. I say everyone, but everyone's collection of pirated movies and CDs and films and stuff was three to four times as large as that legitimate one. Near mm-hmm. me, like because you can't you can't buy that many films and and just buy all of them from the shop, like. It's too much money. If I didn't have a chipped Xbox, I wouldn't have had the original Xbox. Oh, I wouldn't have had like, games back in the day. Yeah, like two hundred or three hundred. Th- but I think that's the issue. I think people are looking at it and go, "Look, at the end of the day, I would say games are slightly different to movies. 
Um, uh, I don't think I don't think so. It's still a big, massive uh, upfront cost. The development, the or in the filming case, filming, uh, you got to pay the actors. You still sink a lot of money up front and then hope to to get that back through sales. I think it's probably because I play a lot of indie games. So I'm thinking more like the individual ways. Like it's normally studios getting fucked over. Yeah, back back in the day, it was there wasn't really indie games. though, was there like in the in the era of chipped consoles, there wasn't really indie games. Uh, indie I think you did because you had small de- Yeah, it was small developers, but they wouldn't have a big publisher. Yeah, I think that's the only way you could get out like through direct through like Sony or, or Microsoft or someone or whoever Xbox was. Microsoft always Xbox. I don't know. Yeah. Or Xbox always Microsoft. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. They, they're providers. They're not. They're not publishers. So your publishers are like EA. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Activision stuff like well, that. So, well, so oh, it's <coughs> Sony Activision. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. Basically, they spent all that money trying to sway people, and they actively <laughs> did the opposite. Yeah, it makes sense because, like, like you say, well, like we said, um, yeah, it's not really the same thing, is it? <laughs> No, nope. and like you stealing said, stealing a car, breaking into a house, stealing a purse was the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really. It doesn't feel the same because you're not. It's not an individual that you're stealing from. Exactly, and I would download a car. <laughs> I think when I download a car, I feel like it's quite big. It might be tough to get away with. Is maybe why I wouldn't. Well, with your topic, if you could, would you download one <laughs> on it? Well. So, so the the personal development that I mentioned, may, maybe it's a bit too strong of a word for it. I don't know, but um, I've recently got a three D printer. Um, certainly, it's not big enough to three D print a car, or technologically advanced enough. It only pl- prints plastic, you know. So it's like it's just a bog standard three D printer, like not not a resin one. I think they call them FDM filament something something. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's you can print like I printed like a little boat. Um, if anyone's got a 3D printer, 3D Benchy, they they know what that is. It's a little boat. You can look it up. It's cool. Um, key rings, little knickknacks. Nothing really particularly useful yet. A butt um, plug? No, <laughs> no. Well, no. <laughs> so th- there's there's sites you can go to that are like maker spaces or whatever, and you can share your 3D files for other people to print. And that there's a big category for like AirTag holders, which is quite good. Like it's like you know Apple AirTags. Yeah. Um, and they, they they've got like credit card ones to go in your wallet, or like special made ones to go like under your bike seat or or in your bag or something. You know, so so they're difficult to find. So you can like tag your belongings with them. Ones for your keys is a big one. Um, so I don't know if you know about Apple AirTags, but they ping off other iPhones. So oh, as yeah. long as there's an iPhone nearby. Um, it'll be able to give you a location data. I know all this. You're you're preaching to the converted by you. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I wasn't telling you. I was telling the audience. No, no, you were telling me. <laughs> it's only me has ever listened to this. Uh, yes, po- quite possibly. <laughs> um, what what was the thing? Oh yeah, the butt plug. Yeah, so so I was like scrolling through the air tags or whatever, and then there was just a randomly a butt plug one. Um, so I guess like. I, to keep track, but to keep track of who? Right. The only like, way I can think about this, and it's what? probably right or wrongly, <coughs> you know, you got like the the domin the dominatrix like fantasies. Right. Yeah. You know, like oh, the, the woman's like around my foot, cuddled up. Right. Something like that. 
so that in case they like run away like a dog or something. Well, you waddle can... off. You end running with a butt plug up waddle. your ass. <laughs> it's um, no, it's it is a weird. Um, it is a weird. Well, I, I it was do... unexpected. Yeah, it was um, unexpected. I, but I'd be honest with you. I, I was going to talk about some normal things like this whistle that <laughs> that actually works. I don't know if the mic picks that up. Yeah, I did not, pick it up. But, yeah. Um, like a, I three D printed like a D and D mini. That's pretty cool. Little, little mini like little, like little fidget toys and stuff. They're pretty cool. It's also the cool like you show me like um, what's his name? Um, Pink uh, Pink Panther. That would Panther. be that would be a completely different bust. You could three um, D print Pink Panther. Yeah, uh, you thinking about Black Panther? Yeah. Um, yeah, you could print like uh, like busts and things. Um, you could. I found the um, rock climbing holds as well, which I, I feel is quite interesting. Oh, um, um, I don't yeah. know how I'd feel about three D. Well, printing. there's there's some there's some um, reviews on that, and they've said that they hold them quite well and things. Like um, they've <coughs> never had any issues. Can you imagine climbing so, Yosemite on th- like home three D printed holds? I don't. Th- I don't know if there is holds. No, like the actual. You know, like if you go to a climbing wall, the colourful parts that you grab. Oh. Yeah, yeah, not the gear. Christ, I was on that a, sounds insane. Yeah, I was like, can you imagine climbing like <laughs> oh seven, God, like yeah. just clamping in like this three D printed thing of it, and like, it's like, yeah, it's holding pretty strong. I mean, like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? No, okay, the whole nah, nah, yeah, nah, the actual, yeah, like, like the, the colourful bits that you grab. Right, like, on the yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're only plastic, and they just mean the shooting image from a different plastic polymer. Yeah, probably, but th- there's there is a lot of plastics you can print on a three D printer. In fairness. Um, like PETG, P-E-T-G mm. um, is quite popular like for strength it's supposed to be really quite strong but you have to print it like quite high I think it's like 250, 260 degrees C um, that could be complete bullshit actually but like yeah it's pretty fun you can print some like nice little knickknacks there's um, can holders so it's like a little plastic piece that clips onto a drinks can gives you a handle to hold so it's easier for like I guess kids and maybe older people if you've got or arthritis or something. Have, like, um, There's a lot of accessibility stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, is it you, bad for the environment? Because it's obviously plastic you're using. So, I, I've I've done a little bit of digging into this, and PLA, which is the like the bog standard, the go-to um, plastic. Like if you're if you're just choosing the easiest, the go-to, like it's PLA. It's polylactic acid. Which typically is cheaper and therefore is more is more often made from, um, I think cane sugar, or cane like sugar the cane. leftover from, well the like the leftover products from producing cane sugar. Molasses. Um, I'm not really sure exactly on the specifics, and there's something else that they're commonly made of as well. But they they're like they they're typically made from biomass as opposed to uh, petroleum. <laughs> Bagarres is already more sustainable I guess but not necessarily the best for biodiversity I don't know um, <coughs> wait, wait a but second. it is recyclable so it's it's easily recyclable as well so if it's used and how is it a plastic is, if it's the leftovers from sugarcane uh, well a plastic is just a polymer right it's just a long chain carbon well sugar is carbon uh, carbohydrates are long chain sugars they're just yeah. long strings of stuff right mm-hmm and there's a lot of carbon in in biomass. Mm-hmm. Um, I, see so I don't saying. I don't know the specifics. There's some 
obviously some kind of chemical process or whatever, which again in and of itself might be might be not super Ooh. great for the environment. I was just reading it by you now saying the health impacts of it's called bagos is uh, pulmonary fibrosis because it's really bad. What the production of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that can be controlled in a factory or whatever. Like people people do really bad things for the sake of other like other stuff, right? Like. I mean, remember when um, yeah, it's used to smoke bacon and sausages. What is the uh, plastic? The bag, bag is is bag, 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 b a g a s s e bag, bagazza, bag, bagazza. What's that again? Well, that's the like that's, that's what the leftovers of sugarcane is called. Oh, and is it that that they make PLA out of? <coughs> um, it's something like that. They they make it out of some kind of biomass anyway. So it, it says by here, food, pulp, board, yeah. paper, feeds, and it also does say nanocellulose. Cell- nan- yeah. yeah, cellulose. Cellulose, cellulose. yeah, which could That's be a... Cellulose. That's like trees and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like the hard part of a tree. And, and other plants. Um, yeah, and, and I th- I'm pretty sure it's easily recyclable. I've been putting it in the recycling anyway, so hopefully it's recyclable. <laughs> um, I, that's, maybe I should check actually. Let, let me check. Is PLA recyclable? In addition to being recyclable, PLA 3D printer filaments are also biodegradable. So that's the other thing I was going to say. Um, there is a lot of claims that they're biodegradable. I think they do have to be processed in a particular way. Like a lot of the biodegradable cups and things you get from coffee shops and that. It's all compostable. You can't just shove them in your home compost. You have to send them to a specific plant. Yeah, probably heat it up and then... Yeah. yeah. Uh, PLA is made from plant-based materials derived from crops like corn. It is eventually broken <clears> down by microorganisms in, into carbon emissions. Which sounds scary, but I mean, everything's broken down into carbon emissions, right? If it's broken down by microorganisms. Um, The only thing I... I, I... Well, let's probably answer my question here, because my, my issue is... is um. Like, um, is it going to be recycled? No, no, not even recycled. It's microplastics. That's why yeah. I worry about more more than anything. Is because there's the clear the clear correlation between microplastic increases in our body and fertilization issues or infertility is probably a better way of saying it. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, um, at this rate, no one's going to be able to afford kids anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I was just, I was just wondering because it, it is a natural, um, well, a naturally is... occurring thing anyway. Therefore, it shouldn't matter because it is. Well, it's not necessarily naturally occurring, I don't think, but it's made from natural products. Yeah, and so it that's... can be biodegraded similarly to natural, natural exactly. products. Exactly. So it's, it's so... different to like the plastic which we use day to day, which is the, the bad microplastics yeah, like, which cause like, infertility and all that bad stuff. For example, you can use PETG um, as a harder, more hard-wearing plastic. That's the one they recommend if you want to make structural components yeah. or if you want to put things outdoors for longer periods of time um, because PLA doesn't hold up to the elements, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, that is just a straight-up plastic. Yeah. Um, so that comes with all the yeah. same kind of issues that normal plastic or, mm-hmm. in quotes, normal plastic would come with. Um, but on on the whole, I think it just yeah the whole the whole like beginning to end life cycle of PLA and like the small quantities that I'm like you know what I mean I'm not like pumping out 
trillions of plastic bottles a year, like Coca-Cola or someone, you know what I mean? Like Or like hundreds of thousands of fishing nets just getting lost in, in the Great Atlantic Garbage Patch. Yeah, no, no, um, I think it's just, it just one of those curiosity things. Yeah, it's, just just, know. it's an important aspect to think of, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's just really cool. <laughs> no, it does. I, if I had the money, time, resources, and place to store it, I probably would go one. We, we should talk about this outside of the podcast, actually, because um, I'll tell you how much it costs, but I don't want to tell you how much I've spent on it in this in a podcast. Does that make sense? I know. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, it's, um, it is a very cool hobby, and we look forward to it, it is hearing cool. more about it and probably showing it off on Twitter. We'll show some little... Uh, follow us on Twitter at arguably agreeing and we will tweet out some photos and that, that's arguably agreeing yeah no g, g. On, yeah no g on the end not uh, letters apparently you'll our avatar at the moment is a stop two men arguing in white <laughs> suits uh so if you yeah, I'll get post a little boat maybe a little little minifig yeah stuff like that definitely not a tag dil- uh, dildo oh god that'd be even that'd be even worse why would you need one of those so, just like a last point, um, well, I've not actually looked into whether they're body safe, but I assume they're not, based on the fact that they're probably not food safe either. So that's a big thing that people ask often. You can print food products from them. PLA itself isn't toxic like that. Um, but because of the way that it extrudes and the layer lines and, and other like micropores, you, it's just impossible to get them clean. So bacteria builds up almost instantly. But even that, no, but for single use, it wouldn't matter, would it? No. And cookie cutters is a really big thing, actually. Because it doesn't matter as much on a cookie cutter, because you're, you just, you're literally about to sling it in a 300-degree oven. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter so much if there's bacteria on it. No, I just think, yeah, I think it'd be for... But, like, cups, cutlery, straws, stuff like that. Probably oh, no, not the best single, single use... And if you could yeah, but but then you're just like then you've just got a three D printer that you're just printing a million straws on. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. I suppose. You can, you can coat them. You can get like a food safe epoxy if you really want to make like a nice pattern uh, cup or like a custom a custom cup or something might be nice. Maybe, maybe if um, someone has like uh, like particular mobility issues like arthritis or something, you could print like a particular type of handle onto a cup, something like that. That'd be cool. I think it is a very good way of the way the future is going and those little things. Yeah, it's and it's, uh, considering it's made from organic material and is compostable, it is. Well, it's biodegradable. Oh, which biodegradable. is not the same as compostable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me, yeah. I'll re- rephrase that. Yeah. It's, it's biodegradable, which means it can be broken down into its natural elements and be re- yeah. reused potentially. It, it can be. Yeah. Just how it does it is it's not well known. But um, yeah, so if you would thank you know thank you all for listening to us again. Uh, please follow us on Twitter if you have Twitter. I'm I'm honestly just so shocked that like the level of of listening. Like I expected like two views maybe, and that's like us two. <laughs> well, I expected so, no genuinely... views because we have no you know viewable content if he listens oh yeah okay okay let's be okay. well, I've got to be i'm the generation of video okay what what can i say oh back in my day everything was recorded um <laughs> but yes yeah, we i we thank you we can't thank you enough S- for listening. Seriously. and like you said if you like us 
give us a rating on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, I should say. Uh, Spotify, you know, follow us on Twitter. We can keep up with us and we'll post things weekly at least. And you can find other arguments that we're having on there as well. So thank you all for listening and catch you again next time. Bye. This is an arguably agreeing production. Um, follow us on Twitter at, at arguably argue, fucking hell <clears throat> go on you can do it thank you uh, <laughs> that's definitely going to be a clip <laughs> um, hello everyone and welcome back to arguably agreeing I'm half a brain and I'm Altman and today's big topic will be quite quiet 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 <laughs> quitting <laughs> <laughs> And the two small topics we've got today. Uh, do you want to go first, Alfred? Uh, I can't say quiet quitting. <laughs> Stream and download us now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.